Welcome to Nathan's School of Thought. I'm Nathan Walker, Global Performance Coach, here to share principles gleaned from decades of teaching, training, and coaching on four continents. Whether you're a senior executive, salesperson, new parent, military leader, artist, musician, head of a nonprofit, or a student, it doesn't matter who you are, only who you can become. Join me each week to have your brain flipped upside down as we move together toward a happier, healthier, and much more productive life. Hello, my friends. It's almost Christmas. I'm going to take a few minutes to talk about why Christmas is so important to me. And hopefully you and I share some of those feelings. You know, we hear a lot of songs and carols this time of year, and it talks about the babe in the manger lying on the hay with the oxen around. That's really not what it was like. In that part of the world, there really isn't a lot of hay. Grass grows year-round on the hillsides, and so the animals feed on the grass that is found there as the shepherds watch over the flocks. And the manger was probably not made of wood, but of limestone. It was really common to make mangers or feeders or water troughs out of limestone with the top of the block of limestone hollowed out to hold food or water. It was uncommon to have much made of wood. Wood was pretty scarce in that part of the world. The picture we have in our minds of a baby in a manger made of wood, surrounded by cattle on a soft bed of hay with the snow gently falling outside, isn't a very accurate picture. The feeling is wonderful. It can help us, though, to think a little bit about why the stone is so important. It's interesting to me that the baby was placed in a manger, probably made of stone. He was born to a father and mother, and we know that the occupation of Joseph, Jesus' earthly father, was carpenter. We talk about Jesus as the son of a carpenter. But in fact, the Greek word tekton, from which carpenter is taken, really means master builder or builder of things, and often refers more to stone than to wood, especially in Bethlehem and Judea. There's a very good chance that Jesus was more stonemason than he was woodworker. Thinking about things in that context is fascinating to me. I took the time to do a search through Scripture of mentions of the word stone or rock, and they are so plentiful and so meaningful as to be astonishing to me. When Jesus was a boy, he undoubtedly worked with stone and probably also wood and metal. As he got a little older, he walked stone streets to the grounds of the temple, where at age 12 he taught the men in the temple, the wise and learned men of the day, who were astonished at his knowledge. They were filled with the Spirit when he talked. When, later in his ministry, he came upon the woman taken in adultery, he said, Let he who is without sin first cast a stone at her. It's interesting that stone and rock seem to be so plentiful in both his preaching and in his daily life. If the accusers could not cast a stone, Neither would he who was the stone of Israel cast his own condemnation on her, but invite her to do better and be better 
There was stone on the temple grounds when he cast out the money changers and said, Make not my father's house a house of merchandise. Later, when some took offense at who he said he was, he said, Tear down this temple, and in three days I will rebuild it again. The temple was made of stone. The temple to which he referred was his own body. He, who was called in the Psalms, the stone of Israel, or the rock of our salvation. He stood on a platform of stone when accused before Pontius Pilate. He was buried in a stone sepulcher with a stone at the door. But when that stone was rolled away, he was not there. He was risen. During his brief three-year ministry, Jesus spoke to the people one time and compared himself to a rock. He said, Whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and keepeth them is like a wise man who built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the winds blew, and the floods came and beat upon that house. And it fell not, for it was built upon a rock. Jesus is referring to himself as the rock upon which we should build. In the Gospel of Luke, we read, And he beheld them and said, What is this that is written? The stone which the builders rejected, the same has become the head of the corner. In Ephesians, Now therefore ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God, and are built upon the foundation of apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. The cornerstone was the most important part of any structure. It was solid. It was the point from where all things were measured. This little baby, laid in a stone manger, growing up with rocks under his feet and tools in his hands, is the chief cornerstone, the rock upon which we can build. This Christmas season, and in the year to come, I invite you to build upon the rock, to learn more about who he is, and what he has done, and what that means for you. Focus on the rock. Merry Christmas.